What's going on? What's going on, everybody? It is the only sports podcast. I'm Will. That's Casino over there. We are recording this on Halloween Casino. So what is that terrifying costume you're wearing? Turtleneck. <laughs> you in a turtleneck. Just absolutely terrified. Uh, my costume this year, my two-year-old wanted to be a banana. So he wanted me to be a banana with him. So I am also a banana. The issue is I was going to wear it for the podcast, except it's in my wife's car. My wife is not here at the moment. So that gag where, remember last year I was shaggy for the whole podcast? It's, 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 it's already done. I was trying to look for alternate costumes around here, and I got nothing, Casino. Yeah, so I'm that's sorry fair. I failed the podcast. Well, you failed. I, I failed it. Ugh. Yeah. Just in life on this podcast <sighs> to poison you on episode seven. All these things that I set up and planned just all oh. fall, fell flat on my face. Ignore that last one. Uh, but all right, Casino. It was a. <laughs> I think I there's mean, a bit of a lag again. This is. I mean, probably, but we'll do the best we can. Uh, yep. We it's have... Halloween. It's spooky. Yay. Halloween. <laughs> As my kid says, Halloween! (laughs) The scariest thing on a podcast is a lag, so we're just trying to make it authentic to the day. Right? Like, this is terrifying. So Ha 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 ha! That was from the joke that you told, like, three minutes ago. Uh, I mean, that's it deserved way more than that. But we have so much news to talk about today, Casino. Uh, I don't even know where to start. Before we get into the games, actually, let's talk about what is recent news, which is all the trades that are happening right now in the NFL. And by right now, I mean within the last hour. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll just run through them and then give me your thoughts on, uh, uh, I guess, just these ones. And then if any more happen, the fr- the latest one, probably the biggest one up to this moment has been Jamar chase or not. No, I'm sorry. Not chase Jamar. young, chase young. Thank there you. you go. Has been traded to the <laughs> 49ers from the commanders for a third round pick. Uh, we also have Joshua Dobbs being traded from the Cardinals to the Vikings. And we'll obviously talk about the whole Kirk Cousins situation when we get Oy to that vey. game. Uh, and then there is also talk of uh, Devontae Adams after last night's game. But basically, the news on that one has just been there's there's no chance of that happening. The Raiders don't want to trade Devontae Adams. Devontae yeah, Adams but you see how pissed you see how pissed off he was last night. That wide open throw that that uh, was missed, wide open. Garoppolo well, had that, him. He could have walked. He could have walked into the end zone. Just totally missed him. Anyway, the, well, but that's trace, always trace. been the Garoppolo thing, right? Like he always. misses those deep on the side, like on the sideline, wide open throws. That's why they lost the Super Bowl. He connects that almost exact same pass in the Super Bowl, and they win. So yeah, I, just, uh, I love that they showed the close-up of Devontae on the sideline just cursing and throwing <laughs> things and angry. It was great. Yeah, 
I mean, I would be angry as well. Uh, but of those two that have happened so far, and if more happen, we'll jump in with breaking news casino. Uh, thoughts on Chase Young, and then more so thoughts on Joshua Dobbs, who gets traded to the Vikings. Kirk Cousin is out for the seasons at the moment. And then there were rumors that the Vikings and um uh buccaneers were gonna trade no not buccaneers uh saints were gonna do a trade for jameson uh winston and both sides were super excited about it and then josh dobbs comes out of nowhere you know what and we we both talked about it we kind of like dobbs and i picked him up for my fantasy i like he put i had him on my bench but um (laughs) i should have started him but uh yeah he had 22 points man i I, I like him. He, I think he's a good quarterback, and I think he'll thrive so much better. I think we're really about to see – my kid is so excited for Halloween tonight. <laughs> like, absolutely excited. Um, but I really think that we're going to see the, what Josh Dobbs can really do in Minnesota. He's got weapons. He's got actually a decent team, um, much better than Arizona. So I really – I'm excited just to see – for his sake, what he can do in Minnesota with some weapons. Um, I know that they have, you know, uh, Jefferson out, which would have been awesome to see him play with, with that kind of caliber um, talent, but still I'm excited to see what he can do going from Arizona over there. I, I think that's a fun trade, but I think the more impactful trade is going to be the chase young trade. Um, I really think that that's going to help out that 49ers team that doesn't need too much help, but it's just going to make them even tougher. Um, yes, I know they're on a bit of a losing skid here. We can get into that soon, but um, I have my thoughts on that, on why that's happening. But yeah, uh, I I think the Chase Young one is going to be the the bigger of the two trades, of, of the major trades that are out there. Yeah. And Joshua Dobbs at the moment right now, he is ranked 19th in the league in QBR ahead of Russell Wilson, Sam Howell, your quarterback, Mac Jones. Uh, He's like, he's so he's kind of like right, almost right around the middle of the pack of good quarterbacks in the league. So Kirk Cousins. And And now we'll be able to see what he can do with a better team. Like, yep. like I said, this is going to be able to, he's going to be able to shine or he's going to dwindle out and be flamed out. I don't know. I'm watching Elemental. <laughs> it's got it on. It's, really it's good a movie. good movie. It's yeah. a pretty good movie. I know. I remember uh, when I but, came out of theater, I asked how many times that you cried and you're, you, you said multiple. So that's great. Yeah. I think I said great, three great movie. Four. I think you said great. Three. I think it was three, but yeah, great movie. Uh, check it out. If you have not. Uh, we're getting paid by Disney to mention this. Uh, <laughs> but uh, with that being said, Casino, let's jump into the games. Uh, how do you think you did on the picks this week? Uh, I don't think I did too bad. I would say nine. I'm called nine. You got 11. Ooh. 11. I'm, I'm the... coming back up to that 13 benchmark. Uh, maybe your most shocking pick, which I still don't understand what you were doing is you picked the bears over the chargers. Why? Yeah, I was giving, what, what, what did you see going into that game? Uh, but that's, that's me, the most on the other shocking hand, pick. that's the most shocking pick. Yeah. 
Uh, I thought you were going to ring me for picking the Rams over the Cowboys. No, because uh, I was definitely flirting with picking the Rams and the Bengals, but Cowboys are coming off a bye, so I was like, they had that. I picked so, the Bengals, I think. You did pick the Bengals. That was there one of your picks. So yeah. the picks we differed on this week were the Eagles commanders. I picked commanders uh, for reverse jinx, and you can't you can't blame your market on the board. No, that, no the reverse jinx that we should just make those a wash. No. <laughs> um, uh, we differed on the Rams, Cowboys. You picked Rams. I picked Cowboys. My reasoning was basically just because they're coming off a bye. Uh, yeah, and Cowboys are hot and cold. Yeah. Uh, Saints, Colts. Now, I picked Colts mm. because I thought that game would be much closer than it was. And actually, let's start with that game just because it was such a, I don't know, just that was one of the weirder games to me. Uh, the Saints just absolutely blow out the Colts, thirty-eight to twenty-seven. That game never felt close. I kept, uh, I obviously was watching the Eagles game during this one, but I had uh, it on my phone, and it kept cutting back to this game. And what do you make of this Saints team, Casino? They are currently four and four. I, they're a four and four team. They can be good. They can be bad. I don't know really what else to say. What is that, honey? Can you go check that out, please? Please? Sorry. There's something coming. It's very strange sound coming from our child's bedroom, and it's like, I don't know what she's doing in there. Oh, God. She found your toys. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. but because that's, uh, where, that's where I hide my toys. <laughs> is it my child's, child's bed i've yeah. always said it's a bad place to put them but you well, swear by it uh, uh but sorry. as far as this this this, this pause already on a we came in without a plan we're already uh, <laughs> off the rails yeah it's halloween uh casino's drunk i'm drunk I, off candy. i'm not it's a shocker i know uh, Maybe you should be drunk. Maybe that's I'll where be, the issue is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, so what you're saying is we're going to do this podcast tonight. Yeah. Well, it's uh, in costume, uh, fully sugared up. But uh, as of the cheat, or as of the Saints right now, should I say, fifth in total defense. And that's even after a game where I didn't think their defense looked that great. I mean, it. Uh, the Colts still scored uh, – Basically, four touchdowns. Gardner Minshew had uh, a lot of attempts, but Jonathan Taylor almost had 100. Zach Moss almost had 70. I don't know. This just, again, I don't know why we wanted to, I don't, I wanted to start with this game. It just feels like such a, the weird NFC South this year feels like the NFC South of last year, where it's all of them are kind of right in there, right in the, in the fix of things to win it. Yeah, and it's just like if the Bucks won at, last year at nine and eight, right? Yes, and remember it was just like the last game or the last two games of the season. It was basically like whoever wins no, two I, games in I, a I row. I don't remember, man. I don't remember. <laughs> it was such a blur. This is it's fantastic. Well, it's also crazy that Tom Brady used to play on this Bucks or on the Bucks uh, literally a year ago, and it feels like he's already been retired for five years. Like, it's just how much this, I mean, we're only in week, we're heading into week nine. It feels like we've literally played two full seasons of football already. It's just, 
insane. But right now, the NFC South, and we can move to the next game that takes place in there. Uh, Falcons at top at four and four, Saints four and four, Buccaneers three and four, and then Panthers one and six. Which let's move Casino to that Falcons game. Just again with the with every team in this division, specifically the Saints and the Falcons. I don't know what either of these teams are because the Falcons. Oh, where was that game? Who did the where Falcons was it? Play? Tennessee. No, the Falcons. The Falcons. The oh, Falcons played go. Tennessee. Well, That's they played. Was. Actually, it was really cool. They played the Oilers, um, <laughs> which I thought was. I like that. I like that they did this whole week and they did the like retro. Not even just like retro logos. Like they went old school jerseys and everything. Like the Lions yeah. last night, they looked awesome. That blue and silver just last night was really, really sharp. Um, I I do not understand why NFL doesn't just do like a throwback week where every well, this team... kind of felt like it. Like almost every team did. Yeah, yeah, but then the Eagles did their throwbacks last week. So I don't know if I like it more where it's spaced out or where if they would just dedicate like one week to it. But I also do think that most of the throwbacks look better and they should wear them minimum four games a year. Like Eagles Kelly Green should be worn on every primetime game. I think that's uh, the consensus. Yeah, maybe maybe the make board. that make that up the primetime. That how about that? Anytime yeah. you have a primetime game, you got to go to your throwback jersey. Even if it's the, uh, what is it, Buccaneers creamsicle ones, which everybody hates. I kind of <laughs> like. I kind of like the creamsicle ones. No, no. Uh, okay, top, maybe. Top three throwbacks for you. One, Ooh. or no, I not throwbacks, alternates. Because I would go one, my favorite alternate is Eagles Kelly Greed. Obviously, I'm biased. I'm an Eagles fan. Two, that Bengals one where they go white and black. Yeah, we talked about that one. That was so sharp. And then I think three would be the Oilers. That is a really nice-looking uniform. It just looks very clean. Yeah. Um, Ooh, I I like the – in no particular order. I like – from what I've seen so far this year, because it's been so many, um, like, different versions of things throughout the years, uh, I do like the Bengals that – I talked about it on here. That white and black was so sharp. Looked mm-hmm. really, really good. Those helmets popped. Yeah. Um, Oilers, I mean, that's a classic team. That's a classic color. I like those. That that really light blue. That sky blue, some would call it. You know? Yeah. Very. Well, very that's taste- also why. Very, very tasteful. The Chargers, every version of their, like, powder blue jersey, either the throwbacks or, like, the alternate, uh, they have the best jerseys in, like, the NFL. When mm-hmm. they go light blue, their dark blue's fine, but light blue, ooh. But yeah, and then and then I would say that the Lions last night because that, like, it was like that silver was like almost like that awesome spray paint silver. Just yeah. looked oh, it looked good. It no, looked really look really good last night, and and I liked how the lion was like elongated and whatnot, like with the stripe across the 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 helmet. I was like, that's that's pretty sharp. Oh, it looks so good. But speaking of looks so look good, good, Casino, thank you so much. Uh, <coughs> the Titans <coughs> eat the Falcons. <coughs> oh, you look well as – Oh, thank you, man. Nice right, as well, Casino. I yeah, love that it's turtle. It's a turtleneck, I know. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, 
you know who could also rock a turtleneck is Will Levis. Look at my widow's you know, peak. Because... Oh my gosh. <laughs> Look at that. Ooh. Ugh. Yeah, I know. Mine's kind of, I mean, mine's kind of got that slant too. Yeah, I mean, mine just, my hair just covers it up a little bit. Yours is uh, pretty, pretty just out there. I mean, somebody could smack you with two hands on that forehead. Yeah, I got a big forehead. And this camera, I think this will help. This will make it look (laughs) (laughs) And yes, we are very kind to each other, love. (laughs) I mean, I look Um, like a ghost right now because I'm getting... That wonderful lighting. I'm white, man. I am white, white. I don't think it's the light. You oh, are thanks, <laughs> in person. Am, you are also very white. I'm pale. Dude, I am very white, too. I don't know how I'm pale living in Las podcast. Vegas. I really don't know. Well, it's um, either that or red. It's not like so you were it, Funny story. So when I that weekend that I went, I mean, th- like I said, this show's off the rails. We'll get to some sports if we want to get to some sports. It's fine. Um, so that weekend that uh, the Patriots were in town. Um, that Saturday, I went to Stadium Swim um, and had a couple friends in town. Victor, hey, what's up, man? I know you're listening or watching or however you're doing it. But I got, I got, man, they made so much fun of me. My brother comped a couple uh, spray sunscreens. Well, before they even got there, I pretty much used one can for like the first three hours because I was just kept spraying. My brother's like, how in the hell did you? use an entire spray can in, in like three hours. And I was like, well, I'm white. And he's like, yeah, now you're going to stay white. Like, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. That's why you got to just cover yourself in uh, what? But then I coconut oil. I, I don't know. But then, yeah, but then I burn and then I get skin cancer. And then, you know, that's all I need. And then who's going to be doing this podcast with me? No one. Um, that's true. Yeah, yeah. No, somebody one. that's more qualified than me. <laughs> oh, well, the list is long, uh, but <laughs> no. we're mean. We're mean. Casino, I apologize. Your turtleneck looks great. You're not. We're mean. We're mean sleep. girls. We're we're mean girls. <laughs> uh, we're fetch. It's very fetch. Uh, it's not happening so right let's. Now. It's not happening right now. <laughs> well, if you're not streets ahead, you're streets behind. Uh, but let's All right. back to sports, I guess. <laughs> Uh, let's talk about this Falcons Titans game casino. The Titans pull off the victory 28 to 23. They are now three and four. The Falcons fall to four and four still first place in the NFC South. Uh, Will Levis doesn't just put mayonnaise in his coffee. He puts the ball in the end zone, right? Casino. Cause four, four touchdowns uh in his debut 19 of 29 238 yards four touchdowns uh derrick henry over 100 yards apparently he's also not getting traded even though everybody on the internet was like they're trading derrick henry and then the titans were like no we're not like yeah no no (laughs) (laughs) uh it's funny it's i really feel like a lot of the uh media and fans are trying to make this like the NBA where it's like they're trying to give so much media power to these athletes, to these players to give them the leverage. I don't like that. Also, it's also that thing of where any star player on any bad team, they're just like, this star player has got to go to a good team. And it's just like, that's not like you're saying, that's not how it works. Like it just, all the good teams are good because they've spent all their money 
Like they have no more money to get, you know, like a Derrick Henry or. Oh, is that why the Patriots are bad? Because they have the third highest cap space going into next year. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. This might Makes be sense. shocking. I know, <laughs> but yeah, yeah and we're, it's we're also, looking, we're looking also to trade uh, Uchi, which. Okay, cool. Yay. Just, just keep getting <laughs> rid of more players. Like let, that's fine. Just. <sighs> okay. Uh, but thoughts, uh, Casino on, or also DeAndre Hopkins had a huge game. Four receptions, 128 yards, three touchdowns. Thoughts on Will yeah, Levis. I'm, Is this just. I wish that he stayed. I, I wish he went to the Patriots. Wouldn't have changed anything, but I wish he went. Yeah. I mean, it would have made uh, me feel he... better. I just wish you went to a more exciting team because the Titans are just like such a nothing to me. So. I mean, I kind of played my hand in this question, but is this something for the Titans or was this that classic thing where quarterback comes in, they have no tape on him, he runs wild, and then next week he has two interceptions, no touchdowns, and then everybody's like, what happened? I'm going to chalk it up to that. I'm going to chalk it up to that because he did have help with his two superstars, with Hopkins, with Henry. He got the help he needed. So I'm going to chalk it up to that. The rest of that yeah. team made him look better. I'm not saying he played bad. I'm, I'm not saying he played bad at all. Obviously, he played really good. But um, I wouldn't be shocked if he drops off. Well, also, it's really tough because he has to immediately go from this game to Thursday night football against the Steelers. So that Steelers defense at the moment is pretty hot or cold. But, I mean, they're still in the league. uh Oh, maybe much colder than I thought they were. They're 30th in the league, but I think against the pass, oh, 24th. So I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm giving the Steelers defense credit just off name alone. So maybe he goes Thursday night and just lights up the Steelers as well. And then everybody has to start having a conversation about Will Levis. That is about what he puts in his coffee or how hot his girlfriend was on draft night or uh, didn't I mean, he eat a banana with the peel like, on or something? I don't know. It's something weird. I remember there being so a weird was, story about him. So it was coffee, banana, and his girlfriend. So all of his eating habits. Why are we talking about? <laughs> that was a good <laughs> uh, <laughs> Wow. Did you just say that on the spot or did you have that uh, loaded up? No, and I said those three in a row. I was like, "What? what one of these things is not like the other. And then I thought, how can I connect them? That was the I'm way. I'm going to help put the uh, kid down, so I'll be right back. Continue. You got it. On the other end, with the Falcons, we had a, I mean, this week we had a litany of quarterback injuries. This one originally thought was an injury, and then apparently it was revealed that they just didn't think he was playing well, so he got pulled from the game and benched. Uh, after halftime, and that is Desmond Ritter of the Falcons. He got benched. Uh, Tyler Heineke comes in 12 for 21, 175 yards, one touchdown. From what I've seen from Heineke last year as an Eagles fan, obviously they beat the Eagles when they were undefeated uh, when he was on the Commanders. And then from what I saw in this game, I think he's a definite upgrade. I don't think anybody has been crazy about Desmond Ritter I know on this podcast we've talked a lot about like he's fine he's serviceable but there's nothing that really he does in any of the games that makes you go like wow this guy definitely has to keep being a starting quarterback like it just feels like 
I don't know, backup written all over him. He was, he's six for six this year with 1,700 yards, and his QBRs are fine. But again, uh, who the hell are we talking about? uh, Desmond Ritter. So he got benched after halftime, and then Taylor Heineke came in. Uh, Do you think it's an upgrade? Uh, Yeah, I do. Um, Which is saying, not saying much. I mean, it's Heineke. But I remember last year, you were super high on. Heineke, you you were going to start drinking the Heineken beers and do the whole thing. Yeah, and he beat the Eagles. Heineke, he was and... a, he needs a quarterback in the NFL, love. And <laughs> uh, no, he's not very good. She goes, he might not. He guess he's not very good because she's never heard of him. <laughs> uh, so maybe uh, going from what the wife said, it not an upgrade, not an upgrade. Parallel. We're Whoa. going right. We're, we're going parallel here. I didn't know you were married to Skip Bayless with that hot take. Hot take. <laughs> skip, skip, skip. skip. Yeah. Uh, skip. Let's just stay God, in this. Stare. This is great. <laughs> let's stay in this division casino, and you we just it. have to lightly talk about this game uh, because everybody. There's two games. I feel like everybody had on their. This team will definitely win, and so I'm betting with this team. And that was the Texans over the Carolina Panthers. Yeah. We both picked the Texans as well. They fall to the Panthers 15-13. to 13. Uh, CJ Strout it. didn't even have a bad game. He just kind of had just a nothing burger, like no touchdowns, no interceptions, a little bit of yards, or he had a rushing touchdown. Uh, on the other hand, Bryce Young, Pretty decent game, 22 for 31, 235 yards, one touchdown. But this game was ugly. It was... Dude, I watched the very end of it. I watched, started watching the that horrible uh, uh, field goal to win it, like where it was like, oh, messing with the passer, or, or messing with the passer, <laughs> roughing the kicker, <laughs> this and that, and blah, blah, blah. And it like, took, like honestly, 10 minutes just to kick the damn field goal to win it. It was so yeah. frustrating. Ugh. I was, ugh. but I still don't think I don't think Panthers do anything. I don't think they have any. They have no incentive no. to tank. I was or excited play though bad. that the I was excited that the Panthers won because now that means you know with the Patriots continuing to lose, I'm like, all right, Panthers, just win. You know, just keep winning a little bit more. Come on, Bears, win a little bit more. The Patriots <laughs> need that number one. I mean, it might be hard for the Bears to win a little Uh. bit more. We'll get to that one. Uh, But, I mean, Panthers didn't look much better. But uh, let's move uh, to the Thursday night game. We're just jumping all over. Uh, The Buffalo Bills win 24 to 18 uh, against the Tampa Bay Bucks. The uh, Buffalo Bills are 5 and 3. Tampa Bay is 3 and 4. Okay. the Bucks could have won this game if literally any of the Buccaneers wide receivers acted like they were trying to catch the Hail Mary. Like it landed almost in the middle of three of them who looked like they were wide open. So the Buccaneers, uh, I don't think this game was as close as this score indicates. Uh, I or I think the score the game was closer than the score indicates because the Buffalo Bills were winning almost this entire game and it never felt like they were going to like blow them out or run away with this game. Well, it kind yeah, of felt Tampa like it was right within reach almost the entire game. Yeah. And, but even then at the end, remember they needed the touchdown in the, th- uh, the fourth quarter and the two point conversion, and then they need to get it back 
and do a Hail Mary. And it kind of felt like Buffalo was like just keeping them around, keeping them around. And then they lose on a Hail Mary. But what is your confidence level at the moment in Buffalo? Um, 60-40 confident on them. 60-40. There's yeah. two, we talked about a little bit last podcast, whenever that was. I don't recall. But it was... <laughs> been way too long but it was way up and down like they are very inconsistent one week they're playing they're everybody's clicking they're all everybody's on the same page it's just boom the car is running great um then the next week you get a lemon i don't know i don't know well for this bills team i mean they legit haven't played a good game it's about to be november 1st tomorrow they legit the last good game they played was october 1st so literally they had an entire month where they lost to the Jags. They should have lost to the Giants on that pass interference. And then the next play was pass interference that just wasn't called. And then against the Patriots, they won by, or they lost to the Patriots by four. And then they almost lose to this Buccaneers team. Like for a month, they haven't played good. And then Sunday night, they play the the Bengals in Cincinnati. So with the Bengals catching fire and we can jump to that game, but with the Bengals catching fire and the bills kind of trailing off, I mean, this feels like what Remember that Monday night game started to feel like last year before, obviously they had to cancel it because of the DeMar Hamlin thing. But the first drive of the game, uh, Bengals went right down the field and scored, stopped the bills. And then the Bengals were going right back down to score again. And then obviously the game had to be stopped, but that really had the feeling like this is going to be a blowout. So this is the rematch. And yeah, I don't know. I don't see any different of why the Bills would win this one. But then again, I don't. Nobody thought they would win the Miami game and then they blow them out by four touchdowns. So this well, Bills, it doesn't make sense. We kind of talked about Miami where Miami, again, they're, they're, they're just a fast team. They're just fast. I mean, I watched all that Patriot Miami game. Um, Actually, let's move to that one. Yeah. I mean, uh, I watched it. I watched every bit of that game, and honestly, it was just speed. It just kept just out, out running, out working the Patriots. Like it was just what it was. <clears throat> I mean, passing like to a ugh, gosh, is he good? <laughs> when he's, everything he's is so clicking, good. he is. He looks like the best quarterback in the league. Like oh, he yeah. really does. Uh, so the Miami Dolphins improved to six and two, uh, winning thirty-one to seventeen against your New England Patriots, who are two and six. Dude, he uh, hit ten different receivers. But you know what, Mac Jones? Uh, besides that terrible, terrible pick, what was it? That was a pick six, wasn't it? His interception. Who? What? Where? Mac Jones. In this I'm game. sure it was, dude. Uh, <laughs> I was well, so I, when I say I watched all this game, I was golfing. So anytime that I had to go and hit the ball and get back to the cart, so yeah, I I, I, I lucked out on that one. You know, normally, uh, do you? Now I shouldn't be golfing, but uh, um, the wife said, "Well, here it was with the wife's coworker." And earlier that week, he hit me up, and I was like, "I didn't respond." I was like, "Yeah, I'm not gonna go." And then the wife was like, "Oh, you're gonna go and you know play golf with Diaz?" And I was like, oh, "Am I?" Wink, wink. <laughs> and, yeah. So, long story short, I love that when he hits me up because then I can go golf. Well, That's there right. you go. There you go. Uh, but uh, I, I got to stop from... with my my stories. I'm, today, today's not the day for stories. I mean, we do have a lot to cover. 
but also I want to hear about you. Mm, uh, but uh, in this Dolphins Patriots game casino, how legit of a team do you think the Dolphins are? Because they kind of give off the cowboy vibe in the AFC, which is when this team plays a bad team, they're going to blow them out and murder them. When they play a good team, uh, they are either going to lose in close fashion or just get completely blown out. So how legitimate do you think this Dolphins team is, especially in an AFC with, you know, Mahomes and Lamar Jackson and now the Bengals reemerging? Um, I think they're pretty legitimate still. I mean, the they just have to find the work around of getting beat to shit by tougher teams, by more physical teams. Um, that's honestly how it works. If they, if they can figure out how to beat teams with speed, how to design how to design plays to not to avoid the contact, they're gonna they're gonna do just fine. I think yeah. this team's gonna figure it out. I have full faith in Mike McDaniel. I think he's an outstanding coach. Not just I think that he's a cool dude, um, but I, I think he's a really good coach and I think he adapts. He he tries to adapt as the season goes on and he figures things out. So I mean that's much different than like older generation coaches where they're like, we're gonna stick to this. Here's our game plan. We're going to stick to it. Yeah. So, I mean, and that was my Belichick impression. That was, I mean, great impression. But uh, also, and we'll talk uh, about this week's games, <laughs> this week's games on the next episode this week, but Dolphins Chiefs this weekend for maybe the number one seed. So if the Dolphins just go in there and just blow the doors off the Chiefs, like I think, I that think, will... it, I think it's going to happen. Oh, I'm calling dolphins. Oh shit. Okay. I mean, I, that's upset. I know. Uh, I know the chief. Well, here's the thing. I know the chiefs are pissed that they just got blown out by the fucking Broncos, which we will get to, but so let's just, you know what? I'm moving over there. We're oh, going to talk shit. about that. We got to get Broncos chiefs. Oof. Oof. What a game. Oh, my homes. I love that. I keep sending you like, and you don't haven't responded to really any of them. But like um, all those little videos of like, oh, Mahomes, he's the greatest thing, Mahomes, oh, Mahomes. And then like he throws an interception. They're like, Mahomes. <laughs> Have you seen that? I, I said that one to you. Yes. I love that one. No, I watched it. That one's yeah. just that one makes me laugh every single time. It's just like, he's good. And like, he's good. But man, did he have a bad day? He had a bad day. Did you hear like, did you watch this game? Uh, no, I watched. I watched every snap of this game. This so game did you, was. Did you hear like the commentators towards the end of the game when they're giving out the stats of like Mahomes has never lost to a team that is blah 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 or has never oh, yeah. done it's this? It's that like that... bullshit ESPN thing where it's like he's never been down one score against teams that are in his. Div- and it's just like this isn't a stat. It's not a stat. You can throw in as many words as you want to make your point, and it's like we get it. Mahomes <laughs> is good. Like, we don't need all these, like, 50-word qualifiers to be like, he's never lost a one-score game, blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, uh, also, we need to stop doing that thing where it's like, he was sick, he had the flu, and then it's just like, if he loses, it's like, well, you know, they lost because he had the flu. And then if he wins, it's like, oh, my God, he won when he had the flu? It's just like, 
it's just if you think you can play with the flu, then just play. Well, and that's something that I I, I argued with somebody at my work last night about is, of course, when they're when they're losing and it's towards the, it was in the fourth quarter, like Mahomes is on the sideline, and all of a sudden now the medics are looking at him and the commentators are like, oh well, it looks like he's been going through an injury or like he doesn't look a hundred percent right. There's got to be something wrong. And it's like, no, he had a bad game. They're they're just finding <laughs> yeah. something that they can blame it on. Taylor Swift wasn't there bad game whatever like or illness or this and that like no you were just uh it it, it frustrates me so much that, I, that that they try to find something to blame so yeah. let me ask you this do you think it was the offense of the chiefs just screwing up so much with three fumbles three fumbles lost two interceptions or do you think it was just the broncos defense saying hey we're going to we're we're going to steal this one we're going to win this one for us for the defense like Russell Wilson didn't have a bad game, but like we're going to steal this game for the defense because we deserve this. Well, I, I, uh, yes, first off. And uh, I think the most impressive thing, especially when you're talking about the Denver Broncos defense is they held the chiefs scoreless in the entire second half of this game, which is a thing that like never, that's not a step. That's not a step. (laughs) That's not a step, but (laughs) <laughs> they literally held Mahomes to no touchdowns. I mean, and if you watch that game, it felt like every single time he stepped back, they were chasing him out of the pocket and he was just oh, he, he running sacks. around. Yeah, he was. I mean, he was always on the run. And then there was in the fourth quarter, that was that one play where he's running around like crazy. And then he just runs into the back of one of his offensive linemen and like gets sacked because of it. And it just felt like a very un-Mahomes game. But it also feels like what everybody's been saying about the Chiefs this season, which is just like when they get into these tough games where they need to pull it out and then he can't just throw it to Travis Kelsey 25 times, like who's his other option? And all of his other options were dropping passes, were not uh, making the adjustments to, you know, get in a position where they can get a catch. Like, the the Broncos have the capability to have a good defense. They do not have a good defense at the moment. So for you to be shut down by this team, like, again, people can be, people can do the thing where they can be like, oh, man, like, It's just been one bad game. The Chiefs are still six wins. It's like we haven't seen the Chiefs play legitimately a good game this entire season, except for they blew out the absolute worst team in the league in the Bears. So if you want to hang your hat on that and be like, that's the best game they played, then you have to look at the quality of opponent they played. Like the Broncos are a middling team in this league and they were able to completely shut you down when Travis Kelsey just isn't getting, you know, the catches. And I think that's been the fear that nobody wants to talk about for this chiefs team, right? You can't just have an F wide receiver group and just kind of skate by it with that all season. Like I still think their defense is elite, but again, it's, when you don't play complimentary football and your defense just keeps going out on the field nonstop, like you're going to get blown out. We saw that with no matter how good your defense is. We saw that when the Eagles blew out the, the Niners defense. Uh, speaking of casino, what a transition. Let's talk about Flawless. the, 
Thank you so flawless. much. Flawless. Yeah, it was like one of those PowerPoint transitions, man. Just flawless. I just did that dissolve thing. Dissolve. Uh, or the Star Wars thing where it starts like this and it just goes like, oh. <laughs> um, but let's talk about the Bengals, your Bengals, because you called them. Uh, winning against the 49ers, 31 to 17. Uh, let's start though on the 49ers side, Casito. You said Brock Purdy was the next Tom Brady. What's going on with Tom Brady right here? Uh, I think he's injured personally. Um, so like there was a whole thing about, um, concussions previous games ago, uh, or two games ago, um, Again, I haven't looked into this heavily because I've been very busy with the newborn um, and then daughter breaking her collarbone and, Jesus. you know, all those things. It's been it's been fun. But um, going back to that, I think that he's a little off. Like you even sent it to me, the the video of him smacking his head how, last game, smacking his head on the ground and like immediately holding his head. You know, he's already yeah. been in question for not being 100 percent. Uh, being under per, uh, percussion eh, concussion protocols and whatnot. So I I don't think that it's him. And everybody's like, oh, well, it's also because his safety blanket's out um, with Debo Samuel. Well, okay, yes, Debo's good. But also last year, Debo wasn't, if I recall right, Debo wasn't always there, right? Yeah. He wasn't, yeah. So like, and Brock Purdy was doing just fine. And, you know, McCaffrey's coming back from injury. I just think, he's a little banged up. I think he's a little off, just kind of like how Joe Burrow was to start the season. I think Brock Purdy's there, you know, a little different circumstances. I mean, the kid's still through for 365 yards. I mean, yes, he has two interceptions that weren't good, but I mean, 22 for 31, 365 yards and a TD, you take those interceptions out of there. That's a damn good day. Well, that's yeah. A, and, he and-, ru- and, and he rushed for, uh, on six carries he rushed for 57 yards like i think he played okay i think he did all right i mean george kittle had 149 uh, receiving yards like i i think just it was those two interceptions that that did it for him but i think that he played just fine well he also had the lost fumble so again we talked about it in the chiefs game where if you lose the turnover battle especially against a good team like cincinnati like of course you're going to get blown out but i do think there is something and especially with purdy it was weird because up until saturday afternoon it was like oh sam darnold's gonna start this game like sam darnold is going to play this game against the Bengals, and then that uh, made all the hot take artists be like, right. watch Sam Darnold's going to be an upgrade over Purdy and all this kind of bullshit. And then it was like, all of a sudden Purdy passed all the concussion protocols. And then he was just in there. And then like that video I sent you, he gets hit. He goes to the ground, his helmet smacks against the ground. He immediately grabs his head. And then after that, much like what happened the week before, all of a sudden he's doing two uncharacteristic interceptions. And I believe the fumble came after that as well. So it's like this thing where you rush somebody back from concussion protocol to play. It's Tua Tua 2.0. Tua, yeah, which is... When Tua was injured last year, he was making bad decisions and having really bad games. Like acting like your head can just be all fucked up to be at one of the most cerebral 
positions in sports and you're just going to be fine is like an asinine take. And we just yeah. all have to pretend like, oh, Purdy's bad. And there's no context to it whatsoever. Right. Like, it's and, just and like people are like, oh, you know, so now this is three straight. Well, their first loss was against the Browns where they they did lose two of their starting offensive weapons. Um, and, and they win the, that game if their kicker makes a kick. And to win that game, their kicker makes a kick. And the Browns are a good team. So I have no issue with them. Lo- like, like that's that sucks that that happened. But they had a chance to win, and it wasn't on Purdy. You know, and everybody's like, oh, it's, it's Purdy's fault. It's Purdy's fault. No, they, they had a chance to win. They had a chance to win. Purdy did just fine. He kept them in the game. And the next game, we've already talked about it last episode, or maybe I don't remember when we talked last. Maybe it was on the podcast or not. But uh, Kirk Cousins may have had the best game of his damn career, especially oh, yeah. especially being primetime, for sure. That, yeah. that might be his best primetime game ever. Um, and then, you know, then you go into the, the 49er, or then you go into the Bengals, and Joe Burrow's getting hot right now. He's feeling good again about himself. So and, hot right now. And so hot right now. And Purdy's coming off of what I still believe that he had a concussion. I don't think he passed concussion protocols. And even if he did, like they shouldn't have played him. And now he's probably a little loopy again. So, yeah. Well, and then, I mean, they're the, the 49ers schedule after this game, this was the first game where it got like brutal, brutal. They go at Jacksonville against the Buccaneers, Seahawks, Eagles, Seahawks, Cardinals, Ravens. And then they finish. You take the Cardinals out of there and that, those are all tough teams. Bucks yeah. are a little bit eh, but they've been well, feisty. We at least know they can beat people. Yeah, like... they've been feisty. They've been feisty. And the Seahawks, I think, are really good. I think they're so hot right now. Um, the Eagles are really, really hot right now. And the Jags are feeling themselves as well. Well, and not only that, but you play the Seahawks. You play them once away, once at home. You play the Jaguars in Jacksonville. And then you play the Eagles in Philadelphia. So and then you go and play the Ravens, who are just an absolute powerhouse beaten team yeah so of those five uh hard games you play three of them on the road and again one of them and, uh yeah. probably your hardest one against the eagles you have to right. travel to the east coast and so speaking like, of the seahawks let's just talk about that they are now the number one seed of the nfc west what i yeah. knew they were going to be good they're five and two i ah man i like them i like them i think i like them I like him. I'm glad that I picked them to make the playoffs and do well. I like him. I do. I'm happy with this pick. I'm happy with this pick. Uh, who did they? They beat the Browns. Browns, which I still think is an accomplishment because I think, like you said, the Browns are a really good team. And well, they did play Philip Walker. Yeah. I do think they are one of the teams that I'm kind that of he, why he's not the main guy well also why are the browns not trading for Jameis winston right now like Jameis winston on this browns team is i think do they have the money better? with oh, that stupid watson contract that's a good point probably not probably not uh but right now let's oh, lump- and i should have played tyler lockett because he crushed it and i didn't <laughs> but speaking of this game i did uh, play kareem hunt and he had a really good game so i'll take there you that. go uh, let's, but let's lump in. We forgot to talk about the Bengals. So let's talk about the oh, Bengals. Man. They're good. They're feeling it. <laughs> let's talk about the Bengals, Browns and Ravens game. So Bengals won 
Ravens uh, won against a feisty Cardinals team. They only won by a touchdown. And then the Browns lose to the Seahawks. So in that AFC North casino, uh, I always forget the, the, or the Steelers. Yeah. So the Steelers also lost to the Jaguars. So in that tough right. AFC yeah. North, are you still, do you still think the Ravens are the best team in that division? Or do you yes. think the Bengals when, and Browns can catch them? No. Um, could they catch them? Possibly. Uh, I would have to look at the schedules lined up for every team, but the Ravens, when they're healthy, they're really good. They're, they're strong as the Ravens always are. They're a really well-run organization as we've talked about plenty that I like this Ravens team and Lamar Jackson's playing really good football right now. Um, as long as he stays healthy and the rest of the team stays healthy, this is a really good team. Um, and then the Bengals, like, yes, they're starting to win some games, but they got a lot of ground to work, uh, make up. And I feel bad for the Browns because the Browns have the best defense in the league, but they're, they just keep getting injured one player after another. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, well then also the Steelers they have being, the Steelers being four and three and everybody like, ah, the Steelers like, yeah. Um, I'm like, no, they're, they're going to end up the, they're going to end the season at the bottom of this for sure. Well, they were also one of the teams, one of the many teams that got uh, their quarterback injured and or knocked out of the game. So this week, uh, Kenny Pickett yeah, left the game in the second quarter. Uh, uh, Tyrod Taylor for the Giants got knocked out in the first quarter. Kirk Cousins got knocked out in the fourth quarter. Now we know he's out for the season. Uh, Matthew Stafford got injured in the Cowboys-Rams game. And then obviously we just talked about uh, Desmond Ritter getting yanked out of that game. So right there is five starting quarterbacks. Some of them were already second string to begin with, getting knocked out of the game. Uh, with Kenny Pickett uh, against the Jaguars, again, I said on last pod, I don't think the Jaguars are any good, but I think they're better than the Steelers and especially better than the Steelers when the Steelers are led by Mitch Trubisky. So again, I mean, the Jaguars are six and two, so we can't say that they're awful. I don't think they're awful. I just don't think they have shown me anything that has impressed me. Like, again, they're playing against Mitchell Trubisky and the Pittsburgh Steelers with the 27th or whatever I said earlier, 23rd ranked defense, and they put up 20 points. Hmm. Like, uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence has 24 for 32, 292 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. Like, that's... That's again, <sighs> I've said what their offense has been all year, which is pedestrian. I don't think their offense is anything to write home about at Mediocre. all. And again, we can look at their defense. Their defense is 24th in the league. So they can't stop anybody. They have a pedestrian defense and or pedestrian offense, and they're six and two. But it's like when they play the good teams, like even this shitty Chiefs team that we think shitty because they can't, they lost to the Broncos. They scored nine points. Like what are we doing here? Casino. And again, hmm. I know the chiefs aren't shitty, but I'm saying the, the chiefs losing to a shitty Broncos team. Uh, but uh, let's go through. Uh, and as far as the Bengals, I think they have a chance to catch the Ravens, but I just think right now the Ravens in the AFC is probably the team I trust the most. They just look the most complete. Uh, but again, we need to see what Lamar Jackson does in the playoffs because he's been in this league for a while and has literally zero playoff, I think, victories. But 
also just like zero playoff experience almost. I remember that first game they played against the Chargers where he just got absolutely destroyed. Uh, but the game we missed Casino, and we just touched on Matthew Stafford getting knocked out of it. Uh, the Cowboys blow out the Rams 43-20. to 20. The Cowboys are now 5-2. and two. They are going into Philadelphia this week to play the Eagles. Uh, thoughts on, obviously, the Rams. We've talked about it. They kind of don't have anybody on defense. Their offense, when it's clicking, is good. But again, they just feel like they just don't have enough pieces. Uh, but what are your thoughts on this Dallas Cowboys team? Same. I, they haven't wavered at all. They haven't wavered at all. Um I think that they're smoke and mirrors. I really do. And and that's not just because of my hate for the Cowboys. I really I just don't see it, man. I mean, that was a good that was a great game by Dak Prescott. Great game. Fantastic. Probably top five of his best games. I don't know. But again, I think they're only as good as he plays. Next week, you can reverse all of those stats. Four interceptions, one TD, and that's really realistic. That's realistic with him. We all know it is. Yeah. Um, without him being concussed. So <laughs> I I think they're all smoke and mirrors. I think they go into the Eagles next week and just get absolutely whomped. The Eagles I mean, are my pick for that next week. I think they're going to get absolutely whomped. Oh, I mean, that just made me... Uh, just made me all hot and bothered you saying that. That's what I'm hoping. But again, I don't know. I don't know what this Cowboys team is because again, we've seen them do uh, really impressive blowouts and then get blown out by a 49ers team that right after that blowout, all of a sudden it was like they couldn't score and were having issues. And then it was just like, but if they're not as good as we thought they were, how did how were they able to blow out the the Cowboys so much? And then it's also like, I think the worst wins of the or the worst losses of the season. We can talk Eagles, Jets. We can talk Broncos, Chiefs. But Cardinals, Cowboys, the Cardinals. That's their only win. And now the Cardinals have been feisty, but again, they have their one in seven. So for that one win to be over this Cowboys team, I just think that, and again, the Cowboys were coming off two back-to-back blowout wins. And then they, after that game, had another blowout win. And then they got blown out. And then they won by three against a Chargers team that I still don't think is any good. And then against this Rams team, Matthew Stafford gets knocked out early. And then they win by three touchdowns. And everybody's acting like, they beat the Rams team that was that went to the Super Bowl, right? It's like not the same kind of Rams team. So as a Cowboys hater, uh, much like yourself, I'm not saying the Cowboys aren't good. I'm just saying I don't know how to evaluate this team because, like you said, every week they are literally anything could happen. They could get blown out. They could blow out somebody or they could squeak by and win or lose a three-point game. Like, mm-hmm. I just don't think there's a track record to point to them and be like, this is right. who they are. Um, last game that I want to talk about. I mean, I'm going to just real quick say the Lions, 6-2. and two, I love it. They're great. Yeah, your Super Let's Bowl go. pick. Super Bowl and pick. nothing really – I but, mean, we kind of already touched on the Devontae Adams stuff. That was really right. the only news coming out of that game. Did like, you watch the Giants-Jets game and how that ended? 
No, I didn't watch oh. any of this game. I had no interest. Oh, dude, it was a phenomenal ending to it. So, like, the Giants were up, and the Jets were the Jets were able to get a late field goal, like with like they had like thirty seconds left in the game to go down to get a field goal to send it into OT, like this whole thing. And then they took him to OT, and then they scored a field goal in OT. Check it out. It's awesome. Um, I won't go into more because we have other things to talk about. But Well, also, the Giants. I, I'm so happy. That, I'm so happy. Like, I, I remember looking at the score, like, with, like, a minute to go, and I'm like, ah, damn, I got that one wrong. I got that pick wrong. <laughs> and then, like, I I walk away, and the afternoon game started going, and I put on red zone, and all of a sudden, I'm like, Jets, Giants, and OT? Wait, what? <laughs> and I had to go back and, and check that out. But, um, well, yeah. who will ever J-E- forget? J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Who will ever forget the Giants being led at the end there by Tom, by Tommy DeVito, who went two for seven for negative one yards? Yeah. What a stat line. Tommy DeVito, first well, off. Yeah, but then man. Tyrod Taylor, four for seven for eight yards. Woo. Dude, well, Saquon, Saquon Barkley. I hope I hope the entire I, I hope the entire team buys I know they lost, but buy Saquon Barkley like a steak dinner. Because that dude, 36 carries. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, Last two games we haven't talked about. I don't really think there's anything to talk about in either of them. Chargers Chargers blow out the Bears. I watched the first half or second half of that game. There was nothing. The Bears, that that backup. I was was trying. I was trying. That was a rough one. I was reaching. Uh, then my Eagles beat the commanders 38 to 31. Uh, that, that, was score, a, that was a very interesting game. That score is not indicative to the second half of this game. The first half of this game, I literally turned to my wife where we went to go see uh, this game at our Eagles bar, uh, going into halftime, it was 17 to 10. And I turned to my wife and I was like, commanders always play the Eagles hard. The commanders are going to win this game. And then the Eagles completely dominate the second half and the commanders get like a late garbage time touchdown or the (laughs) the Eagles were winning this game by two touchdowns. Uh, I just think that Eric Bieniemy has the Eagles number. He always plays really great against, I'm sorry. What'd you say? He's the enemy. He is the enemy to me because he's so damn good. And I really hope the enemy. (laughs) <laughs> and I really hope he gets a head coaching job out of the NFC East next year because I really do think we just lost Casino. I really do think that uh, the commander's offense is only as good as the enemy will take them. I don't hate Sam Howland in that game. He was really good, but uh, Jalen Hurts on the other end, 319 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions. He had that weird fumble on the the brotherly shove that just, I don't know what happened there, but uh, four touchdowns. That was maybe one of the best games he played uh, in his career. AJ Browns continues his historic streak. And then, uh, yeah, we're getting ready for Eagles Cowboys next week. So uh, that is all for, I don't know where Casino went. Do I have to add him back in the, the mix here yes i do i'm right i'm right here I'm, i've been doing this for like i was full screen good, i'm doing this like a full minute and i'm like i'm right here i know i had the full screen so i wasn't seeing I, it, dro- it dropped and I, I immediately came back in but i had you to have to i had to wait for you to add me and i'm just like sitting there 
in the background. Uh, uh, anyway, well, but I heard we are all done. the stuff you were saying. We are done with football casino, so let's talk about other things going on in the world. Um, Go quickly. Casino. Yeah, uh, well, baseball. Um, we have three games down in the World Series. Dude, I'm uh, sorry so about sorry about your Phillies who lost two Ugh. at home. Two. At I'm home. sorry for just baseball fans. It this is legitimately <laughs> such a uninteresting, boring match. Well, you know what, Philly, like, be better. Ugh. Be 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 better, Philly. Be be better. I I mean, I agree. So you know it was really great though, and I I loved every second of this. So, and it's not because the Phillies lost. I was actually you know hoping I wanted the Phillies to lose because I don't like Bryce Harper, yeah. and I wanted Arizona. But I know you're a Phillies fan, so it would have been cool. Like, hey, cool, my buddy's team got in. But as soon as they lost, as soon as they lost, I just thought about all the bars in Philly watching that baseball game and losing and then immediately changing it over to the hockey game where the Vegas Golden Knights were playing the Flyers and right after like right after you flipped it over the Vegas scores a goal like no joke we was probably within 30 to 40 seconds after the World Series ended if people were quick on their remote and they switched over to the Flyers game Vegas scores like it and then Vegas ends up winning that game but it should have just gutted you. I thought it was funny. Sad fans make me happy. Um, but, <laughs> that is uh, a fact. We know. We know. But uh, yeah, so game one, that was a thriller. Arizona had it in the bag. It was 5-3. And then Corey Seager comes up, hits a two-run homer um, in the ninth, goes into extra innings. And in the 10th, um, their main guy, um, why am I blanking on his name, uh, hit the walk-off homer uh, uh Gosh darn it, I'm totally blanking on his name. Well, the Rangers main guy, he gets hit in the – oh, my gosh, why am I blanking? Um, game – sorry, game. <laughs> it's it's literally right on the tip of my tongue. Walk off. Thanks for the help on that one. Uh, there we go. Garcia. I got nothing. Uh, yeah, no, no, it was fine. Uh, Adelis Garcia, uh, however you say his name. But – Anyway, I, I watched that entire thing. Everybody at my bar was cheering for uh, the Diamondbacks, me included. But so in the 10th, he gets rocked on the arm and a, like wrist area. And everybody's like, ooh, we're uh, right right on his wrist. I thought it hit his, his elbow or elbow pad. It smoked his wrist. He's walking around. Uh, he takes his walk. We're like, okay, he's this is going to be a rough rest of the game for him. He might not come back. Well, he comes back in the 11th because they were they hit enough, got into the rotation, and he hits the walk-off homer to win the game. So that's pretty cool. I don't want Rangers to win at all. I'm not a Texas sports team guy. Neither are you. But no. that was a cool walk-off. Next game, though, Arizona absolutely routes the Rangers 9-1, and then it was a close 3-1 victory this last game. So... Yeah, uh, pretty interesting World Series so far. I'm in, I'm digging it. I'm digging it. Um, but yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I don't like this matchup. I don't think the first game was very good. I like that game, but the second game was a fucking snooze fest. And then we have game. Uh, I didn't watch any of game three. And then game four we have on Halloween night. So again, MLB doing their best to be the dumbest schedulers of how you can watch their games on mm-hmm. planet earth yeah. but 
Uh, the other news casino that happened literally yesterday before we yeah on this I, I have it pulled up too was that James Harden has officially been oh, traded. Oh, that wasn't I was going to talk about. But oh, yes, what was James, the one you were going to trade talk about? I was going to go sad and talk about uh, Adam Johnson, the hockey player. Oh. Uh, yeah, let's end on the Harden thing. So go ahead, because yeah. uh, this story uh, is it is Yeah, it's, gru- it's gruesome and sad. So a former Penguins player uh, for the NHL, Adam Johnson, uh, passed away last night. He was playing in England and – uh, not in the NHL, but he was playing in England and took a questionable high skate to the to the neck and did not make it out of the arena. He, he passed away on the ice. And this um, game was live on television, wasn't it? I, I over there, I would believe so. I mean, I Ugh. I didn't look into that, but uh, a lot of a lot of people are going calling for the the player who literally brought up his skate should be charged with manslaughter. Jesus. I'm oof. I don't, I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't want to say that's, that's a, a tough real... one because like, Ugh. unless you're on skates and like, cause he said, Oh, you know, I was, I was trying to regain my balance or this or that. Like, I don't, I don't know how much I buy all that. Um, so far, the police investigate. Like police are investigating it, but it's called a freak accident right now. Um, it looked like he deliberately brought up his skate. I don't know if he meant. I maybe he meant to like trip him or like, you know, interference with the leg. I don't think if if he did mean to do this, uh, like lift up his leg. I don't. Obviously, he didn't mean to slice the guy's throat and kill him. But yeah, it's it's wild story. So there's your Halloween story. Oh my god! Um, don't Ugh. watch the video. No, I don't. What is it? I remember this happened. I think it was in a, a college hockey game a couple years ago, didn't it? Where somebody, but that one was like somebody was falling to the ground, and his skate came up and just sliced the guy's neck. I, I believe that guy lived, but well, there's, the, there's. I don't know about the college one, but I mean, there's been players before in the pros that have had their neck sliced and Ugh. like you just see the blood going and they're skating off holding their neck and they've they've survived but i mean no there has been other players who have died from slice as a like, casual out. as a casual hockey fan who didn't watch any hockey before las vegas got the golden knights uh why do they not wear like oh i don't they're, know like a turtleneck they're talking about now after this Im- implementing it and making it mandatory next year. I mean, I think I feel, I, well, I feel like that's, I mean, they're, they wear so many pads and stuff like that, where it's literally like your face, even as the face shield. So it's literally like your neck is the only exposed part on a hockey out or a hockey uniform. It feels weird because the neck is one of the most vulnerable positions, but I don't know. But again, it is like such a freak accident. I don't know. But again, if it saves one guy, like, why not? I don't, I don't know. Uh, yeah. But anyway, James Harden, leaving your team. <laughs> yeah. Let's Going move off the sad LA. story to a, I don't know if this is a sad story. I don't know. Uh, For you, it is. Uh, I kind of wanted him gone. I just I wish they would have got Ooh. more back for him. Uh, so 
last night, late last night, I remember like it was like midnight our time, maybe like a little bit earlier, maybe 11 West Coast time where this news broke. But it was James Harden has been sent to the LA Clippers. Uh, the Sixers send Harden, PJ Tucker, and Philip Pucherov. Uh, yeah. Uh, to the Clippers for Marcus Morris, Robert Covington, Nick Batum, KJ Martin, a 2028 unprotected first round pick. I don't know if you looked at the calendar today, Casino, but no, I have no idea what day it is. Yeah. So a 2028 first round pick, dear Lord, uh, two second round picks and a 2029 pick swap. Uh, I don't know if you've looked at the calendar or not, Casino, but we are in the year 2023, and the Sixers got 2028 and 2029 draft picks. So that is, I think, more concerning to sh- – uh, oh, they also got a additional first-round pick from the Oklahoma City Thunders. Uh, then the Sixers waived Danny Green, who hasn't been doing anything to make room for all their new additions. So right now the Clippers have Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Russell Westbrook, and the Houston Rockets, a.k.a. the infinity gauntlet of players who have not done anything in this league in the past five years. Like, I mean, uh, Kawhi Leonard won two championships and then since then tries his best to play – 20 games a year if that uh paul george i think is past his prime russell westbrook i mean he was coming off the bench for most teams in the league before he went to the clippers last year and then james harden had his first playoff success last year in i think two games and then shit the bed in game seven and here we are so As a Sixers fan, I'm fine with this move. They haven't been playing with James Harden at all this season. And because obviously he said all the shit about Daryl Morey in the off season, (laughs) which I actually thought was funny. I'm sure it was pretty, it was pretty funny, but it was also Harden off the court is, is pretty just fun fun (laughs) to follow. Yeah. Off the court. He's a top five NBA player on the court. He's a top five NBA player in 15 games a year if that like i mean which seeing him again in the playoffs where he was able to show why he's so great and then he would just play two great games and then disappear for four you were kind of like oh this is why this is his seventh team in eight years like or whatever the fucking crazy stat is right now uh the sixers are two and one right now they still have joel Embiid, the reigning mvp uh tyrese maxi has kind of come on which is what happened last year where anytime harden wasn't playing maxi kind of went off and i think that also facilitated this trade because it was kind of like we have this young guy right here who when james harden isn't on the court kind of becomes the number two of this team. Well, definitely now becomes the number two of this team. It kind of takes it over. Uh, but yeah, we haven't really talked about the NBA because we missed uh, a podcast before we the NBA like season four started. Podcasts in the last five weeks or something like that. Yeah. But uh, Nuggets, I just think uh, to do a quick, I mean, we'll do this for literally two minutes because I don't think there's going to be many surprises. In the West, I think it's the Nuggets 
I think it is the Warriors. I was not prepared for this, so I don't know. I haven't done any research on the NBA. I think, well, also it's super early in the season. I literally think it just pans out to where Nuggets, Warriors, uh, Lakers are going to be the top four teams. I think the Suns and Mavericks, Suns look weird. I don't know how well this Chris Paul thing is going to work for that team. Uh, Or no, I'm sorry. The uh, Chris Paul on the Warriors looks weird. The Suns without Chris Paul are just, I don't know. I don't like their bench. I don't like their role players, but they still have Devin Booker and uh, Kevin Durant. So they could easily be, and I think they will be a top five team in the West. The Warriors, Steph Curry's going off. If he can do this for another season, I really do think we need to start putting him in the conversation of like top eight greatest NBA player of all time because people said he was out of his prime three years ago. And now all of a sudden he's just like, back to being maybe the best player on the court in almost every game he plays, except when they play obviously Jokic or uh, maybe that's it. Maybe Jokic Jokic. is the only one better than him. Uh, But in the West, I really do think uh, it finishes Nuggets, Warriors, uh, Lakers. And then I think Thunder, Suns, Kings, now Clippers maybe. Yeah, but I do think it's just East or West. Nuggets are undefeated. They look better than they did last year. Hot take. Every single team that you said does not make the playoffs. Hot take. Oh, shit. Uh, Skip Bayless is rubbing off on you over there because that is the hottest of hot takes. Uh, But on the East, uh, it is Celtics right now at the top. Uh, I've watched the first game of the Celtics and Porzingis, man. I I like him over there. The Celtics, I think, will reign supreme in the East. Uh, but then again, the Bucks with Damian Lillard. I mean, that is uh, ha- it, the Bucks with Lillard. Me? It's the it comes down to the Bucks with Lillard and the Celtics with Porzingis. Yeah, and then I think Sixers will do what they always do and finish third, and then lose in the playoffs, and then it'll be Celtics Buccaneers again. Uh, Heat right now are one and three, but again, if they can just get they're, into the playoffs, they're not hot right all now. bets are off. They're not hot right now, but I do think my prediction is the Nuggets just repeat, and I think they do it easily. I don't think anyone in this league is on their level, and I think they've already shown that they are so much better than everybody in the league right now, and I think it's going to be Celtics, Nuggets, uh, finals, and then the Nuggets win in six. That's my bold prediction. Uh, anything you want to say, Casino, before we head out of here? No. <laughs> Don't be sad because it's over, Casino. Oklahoma Be happy lost. because it happened. Oh, that's right. Uh, next episode, I do want to talk more college football because this was a good we, college football. I know. We've, we've talked about everything. We haven't done it. <laughs> but uh, this is going to be maybe the best week so far in and NFL. It's perfect timing because my, my child that I put down is now waking up. So now I don't get a nap. See? There you awesome. Go. Yeah. You're welcome. This is great. <laughs> but we'll be back hopefully later this week. We're planning to. We'll see. But... We're also going to talk about week nine in the NFL, which has six of maybe the best games so far this year, just all in one week. So it's going to be a good week, Casino. College football is heating up. Uh, we'll talk about the first official rankings. One and would, we'll say, talk about some one would games. say it's it's so hot right now. Uh, college football. You know what? Football in general. 
so hot right now. So hot right now. I think I know uh, our thumbnail. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a good good pick, Casino. Uh, I'm Will. That's Casino over there. Uh, this has been the Only Sports Podcast, and uh, happy Halloween. You got, you got the trick and the treat right here, right here on the show. All right. I really got to go. Adios. <laughs>